0: episode number 208 suicidal ideation i am your host damon soka just a warning today although it's going to be fairly obvious that we won't be talking about suicide in addition if you start this podcast please listen to the entire podcast there will be moments in the podcast that will not make sense if you simply stop listening at a certain point now I personally often wonder why the Lord sometimes delays my inspiration as to the subject of this podcast. Today's podcast was brought about by a listener willing to reach out and ask me to talk on this specific subject. Revelation comes in a variety of ways, and one way is listening to those around us. Now, to start this podcast, let's begin with the most important thing. If you are thinking about suicide, please talk to someone and get help. Even if you don't have plans, Talking about suicide actually lessens the probability significantly that you will move forward. Find someone with whom you can talk openly about your suicidal thoughts or about your thoughts. Preferably, someone who has understanding about your illness. It is the most important thing you can do right now. Most of the time, this will be a professional therapist, but it does not have to be. You can confide in others you might you believe might be of help. What you need to do is talk. There are several, also several other good helplines such as 988. And if you don't want to talk, you can text or chat to that same number. If you can't do that, but you can send me an email, I will listen. I will talk with you. Let's begin today with the definition of suicidal ideation. Suicidal ideation or death ideation is the desire to end, end one's life, period. This means the ending of one's life, now that That also means that the ending of one's life does not necessarily factor into the definition, meaning when we are discussing an active ideation or a passive one. Now we will discuss what active versus passive means. When we discuss ideation of death or suicide, we don't always delineate between methods, meaning a desire to die by accidental means or by more direct means is really treated similarly. It is the feeling that one desires to end their life, or to have their life ended. This type of ideation actually occurs regularly for most individuals who deal with mental health issues, especially bipolar disorder, PTSD, or major depressive disorder. However, it can occur with almost any mental illness, and also can occur without mental illness or a history of it, under certain severe conditions of stress. If you've had major depressive disorder, bipolar, PTSD, or even sometimes anxiety disorder, The first thing to understand about suicidal ideation is that it is very likely to occur in your life and it may occur regularly suicidal thoughts are not necessarily a one-time event that goes away when someone is treating their illness for those who deal with regular long-term forms of mental health suicidal thoughts always remain on a spectrum that most often flows with the symptoms of the disease in fact suicidal thoughts are a symptom of the illness For the most part, or the first time suicidal thoughts enter enter your mind, they can be frightening and concerning. However, over time, a person can become very comfortable with thoughts of death, meaning that you might not even have much of an aversion to thinking about death. Thoughts of death may even come with some feelings of comfort and peace. The thoughts may be regular or even periodic what you should know is that you are certainly not alone in your feelings and thoughts. Many individuals express and experience suicidal ideation and thoughts of death without having any serious fears of acting on those thoughts. Now, this type of death ideation, where you have thoughts, but no real plan at all, is referred to as passive ideation. When those thoughts move into the realm of actions and plans, the definition moves from passive to Active ideation. Active ideation is far more serious in nature, especially when you have plans, even vague plans. Having thoughts come into your mind as to how you would die is certainly different from forming those thoughts into an actionable plan. However, there's no real hard line between passive and active. It also doesn't take months or years of time for one to move from passive to active, it can take days or weeks. What is critical is to understand where you are in the process you should always seek out help when you begin having suicidal or thoughts of death even without a plan if you have a plan and or a timeline you need to seek out help today again if you can't talk to a parent teacher religious leader or a friend then reach out to that 988 line they are wonderful people if you can't do anything again but send an email to me or someone else then do so reach out however you think you can Yes, people will likely treat you differently, and yes, they might even overreact a little. But that should not keep you from talking to someone. Talking about it is likely to save your life, and even improve it. Now, having said all that, I admit that suicide at one time in my life was very real. Due to my previous bipolar disorder experience, I did have a moment or moments where I realized that if I didn't reach out to someone, it was not going to end well for me. I did seek out help, and over time, things got better for me. Now, I have never really reached that same point of suicidal thoughts and actions I did previously in my life. However, there's something that everyone should understand. Once you reach that point of suicide, those thoughts may never fully retreat. They might come and go in a passive sense, depending upon your other symptoms. But I personally have found that thoughts of death for me have never really gone away, while I have suffered the effects of mental illness and chronic pain. I still regularly have these passive death thoughts come into my mind, especially when I suffer with physical or emotional pain during an episode. For me, they occur at almost every episode and I am used to them now as signals from my body that I need to rest and recover. Now I would assume that this is the case for almost everyone else who suffers from mental health problems. That is because our bodies are actually wired in such a way that it gives off signals when we are under intense stress strain scrutiny or pressure for a period of time those random suicidal thoughts of death are actually signals to the brain that the body feels as though it has deep problematic emotional difficulties that can't be resolved easily thoughts of death or suicide are the body's way of elevating our response to the emotional problem Because we all have a very strong will-to-live or survival instinct, when the body elevates these suicidal thoughts, it understands that our survival instinct will kick into gear and create a level of distress needed to address the problem. The body wants the problem forefront and on the top of our to-do list, and so it causes emotional distress signals to occur. This is really what you are feeling to a greater or lesser degree when intrusive thoughts of death enter your mind. The greater the emotional distress of the body, the more likely the thoughts are to be intrusive, deeply felt, and sticky in the brain. The body wants a reduction of the emotional stress and wants it addressed. And while the method may seem troubling to some, that is the way the body responds to that level of stress. The reality of these emotional signals from a spiritual perspective is that they are not sinful in any way. To think about suicide or death, because of an emotional disconnect in the body, is not sin. Remember that this is a signal for help from your emotional core. The emotional core is not necessarily attempting to end its life. It is looking for relief. It is a signal for us to find help. Now, hopefully we find our help before the stress causes this suicide signal, but many times we do not. It was true for me. I attempted to get some help previous to my suicidal problem, but did not get serious until i realized how serious it was we should not see feelings of death or suicide ideation as sinful these are hardwired emotional signals within the body now i even struggle personally to see suicidal thoughts that lead to action or planned or planning as sinful most often when we are in that state of emotional distress it is not possible to fully comprehend death as a sin or sufficiently feel the spirit of the Lord so as to fully understand the reality of suicide. Many times those plans and thoughts come with feelings of peace and comfort. This says to me that we are not in a state to fully understand our actions or the suicide. To feel peace at the thought of our suicide is also not sin for me. It is the body's reaction to finding some type of solution to the distress, pain, and suffering we feel. This type of peace is actually a chemical, emotional response to pain reduction. Interestingly enough, as we make plans and set forth actions, we can feel the result of the actions in our emotional response. The peace we feel is actually placing ourselves outside of our current emotional pain. We are in a sense, living the actions we are planning. So even when, so even the peace we can feel to me is not sinful. It is simply a biological reaction for seeing and living what the body feels will be the reality. Suicide for me is not sin, in the same sense that of sin that we talk about regularly. If you have come to a place where you have overcome your survival instinct in an effort to remove pain and suffering, you have crossed over a line of understanding suicide from the perspective of sin. Sin you are in a sense not fully able to comprehend that suicide is in one sense murder. You can, through your emotional distress, become so disconnected from the truth and reality that you are no longer capable of making decisions in the sense of sin. You become temporarily like a child who has committed something we might call sin. Children are not held accountable to sin because they cannot comprehend it and cannot understand the consequences of their actions. Thus they are unable to commit sin. The Savior covers these pseudo sins through the atonement and in a similar way covers to me almost all suicide. I believe that the Lord will have compassion upon those who have committed suicide and their state of mind and emotional distress will be taken into account. However, Suicide, if we really think about it, does not solve any real problems in our life. While it might solve a temporary physical chemical imbalance, it will create and creates very serious and real problems on on its own. When you pass through to the other side of the veil, we do not forget our trauma experienced in this life automatically or our mortal relationships. If anything, we have greater access to full memory. Anything we experienced in this life that has become embedded in our spiritual emotional core, we will have to address on the other side. Healing does not automatically occur as we pass through the veil. We will also feel probably fairly terrible about the pain and suffering that we caused others by our actions. Meaning, suicide in many senses might solve one temporary mortal chemistry problem, but causes us far more difficulty on the other side of the veil. I believe personally, that trauma is best healed on this side of the veil. While we don't know specifically why, we do have some understanding that it is far more difficult to change our nature on the other side of the veil. This would mean that any unresolved healing would be perhaps far more difficult to address. We might just find that death or suicide may not solve any real problem at all in our lives, but only complicate things. I know that might be frustrating to many individuals who have suffered trauma by the hands of another we do not necessarily become another person as we pass through the veil yes mortal weaknesses that are a direct result of our body's chemistry will be removed with the body but everything else will remain healing only occurs through the master healer only the savior can heal that hurt pain and suffering through trauma that occurs in our lives this is true on this side of the veil and the other. We will take emotional pain and memories to the other side of the veil. Now, having said all of that, the grace and mercy of the atonement will heal a great deal of things that we simply cannot overcome in this life. I admit that some hurt, pain, and suffering might be so deep as to for us to be unable to see beyond it in this life and to feel the necessary healing Now in this sense, I fully believe that if we do what we can to forgive, forget, and move forward in our lives, the grace condition or the grace clause of the atonement will take over and provide the needed healing in the next life. When we have done what we can do on our side and petition heaven for the healing blessings and some hurt remains, I believe that we will receive the gift of healing we desire and our pains will be removed as we pass through the veil or shortly thereafter. The Lord can provide the difference through the grace clause of the atonement. We should not concern ourselves if we still feel a little hurt, betrayed, or indifferent to someone else. If we are genuinely trying to forgive and love them. If we continue to work with the Lord, then all will be well with us in time. Now personally, I do not believe that suicide because of mental health issues will be treated in any way or form as murder or sin. I believe that the Lord fully understands the individual's mental and emotional capacity at the time of the event. From what I have experienced and heard from others, no one who has arrived at the point of suicide through mental health disorders is in a place to fully comprehend the act as sin. Again, I want this to be understood. The Savior has covered the sins of those who do not comprehend the law. And this covers those who have become sufficiently disabled emotionally and mentally so as to not comprehend suicide in the moment. This also means a temporary disablement through emotional illness. I also do not believe that the Savior sees death ideation or suicide ideation as sin. If we choose to deliberately develop those feelings, then perhaps it would be, but I don't know anyone who does this or would do it purposefully. He sees this type of ideation for what it really is, an emotional call for help. This is how I look at it when those thoughts return to my head. My body is basically telling me, I've had enough of this. I am done with it. I realize for me that I need to refocus my thoughts and often, for me, sleep. A nap or sleep has often allowed me to refocus those thoughts and to exclude those moments of death ideation. I've actually also used such things as hobbies, movies, music, meditation, or other thought refocusing methods. The key to understanding this emotional problem is that the body needs help and getting that help is critical to quieting the voice. We should continue to seek out the spiritual, even when feeling spiritual emotions is difficult. We should listen to the scriptures, even when we don't feel we are getting anything. We should listen to good music and avoid music that would allow for our ideation to continue or strengthen. We should get the medical help we need, For some, this will be counseling, for others, it will be medication, and for still others, it will be both. In addition to mental and emotional counseling, we should seek spiritual counseling from a trusted source. Many times, counselors or therapists can help us spiritually if they understand and practice our religion. We can also seek out a leader who is understanding. The Lord can speak through our leaders even if they have little to no experience in mental health issues. However, You can be cautious in your approach to any counselor, spiritual or otherwise. Listen to your instincts. If a certain counselor and you don't mesh or work well together, then find another one. Not all counselors work for every person. If the medication you're using doesn't seem to be working, then seek for something that will. If there is one thing I have learned, you have to speak up and take charge of your mental health. The mental health system is fragile throughout the world and you will need to take charge or have someone take charge for you if you cannot do it yourself. In all of this, seek out the Lord. Go to the temple regularly if you can. If you can't sit through an endowment session, then simply do ceilings or just go to the temple and sit in the celestial room. Pray regularly and all the time if you need to. Be honest with the Lord and yourself about what you are feeling and what is happening in your life. We need to be respectful with the Lord as our Savior and Creator as we speak with Him, but you can tell Him anything, even when the words don't seem like the right way to say it. I have had conversations where my emotions have done more talking than my words. I have had prayers where all I can say is that I need help. Seek the Lord and I promise that you will find Him and His love for you. If you can get a priesthood blessing from someone you consider spiritual, then seek him out. Do not be concerned about asking for a second or third blessing as you work through your mental health concerns. I realize that a sentiment exists within the church that we should not be asking for priesthood blessings all the time, that we should rely upon the blessings we have received. I don't really know where that is taught doctrinally, and I don't believe that I have ever heard it said in conference. If we need spiritual support through a priesthood blessing, it is a good way that is a good way to obtain it. Finally, Find ways to reduce worry and stress. Many times my problems have been exacerbated by worrying about things I really can't control. Yes, I get it. I know that is easier said than done. But you can ask the Lord for help in this matter as well, and then seek out methods that allow for stress reduction. A variety of good mortal methods exist for calming the mind and reducing our stress. Naturally, many spiritual methods also exist do not concern yourself with those intrusive suicidal ideation thoughts. Remember that these are simply signals from the body, not emotions to be acted upon. Act upon the signal, not the emotion, and find solutions that provide for your well-being. You are not a sinful person because suicide has come into your mind. You are not a sinful person for feeling the way you do you are a beloved child of our Father, Mother, and Savior. They are very concerned for your well-being and your mental health, and they desire to help. Seek them out, and you will find relief. May the Lord bless you to find peace in your life and to find happiness through the atonement of Christ. Until next week, do your part so that the Lord can do His.